This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. Orlando, Florida. Get ready for a weekend full of excitement, powerful worship, and messages that will change your life. It's all part of the Joyce Meyer Ministries Conference Tour that's coming March 14th through the 16th. Join thousands at the Amway Center and be led in worship by contemporary Christian artist Israel Houghton. Here, New York Times best-selling author and practical Bible teacher Joyce Meyer. I said, even while you're maturing and changing, you can enjoy your imperfect self. I said, you can enjoy your imperfect self. The best part is, admission is free. Sessions begin Thursday night, March 14th. Just call 1-866-C-JOYCE or check out JoyceMeyer.org for all the details. A1 Auto Care of Hope Sound is a WCNO corporate underwriter. Dave and Esther Morgan have been serving Treasure Coast motorists since 1986 with the best in automotive care. A1 Auto Care is located across the railroad tracks at the next crossing south of Bridge Road in Hope Sound. A1 Auto Care is available at 546-6667 where honesty is their only policy. That's 772-546-6667. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. We have been talking about the same Spirit uh, that is on the inside of us is the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. We've been talking about the word of faith for the last few weeks. And we're just going to stay right along those lines. Uh, how many of your faith been challenged at all in the last month? Anybody had your faith challenged in the last month? Anybody say, what the heck are you talking about? I don't even know what faith is. <laughs> well, we're going to help you too this morning. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 is our text. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. How many know that some things in your foundational life can get cracked from time to time? Because some things are emotionally overwhelming. Anybody ever been emotionally overwhelmed? I know I have. And sometimes it's a little bit, it feels like sometimes it's more than you can bear. But the truth is, is it just feels that way. According to scripture, it's not that way. I mean, oh, that's true. So we have to have the right perspective and the right frame of reference when we deal with tragedy or we deal with sorrow or we deal with circumstances in life that seem at times to be overwhelming. And we all go through some overwhelming stuff, don't we? Um, I know we have, most of us have been through some tragic things in life. And if you haven't had tragedy in your life, I can tell you that you will. I ain't got no amens, but it's true. It will. And how we deal with those things really determines what perspective that we live from. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by the elders obtained a good testimony... By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Now faith. Somebody say, now faith. Now faith. 
Let's try it again like you mean it. Now faith. I'm not talking about yesterday. I'm not talking about tomorrow. I'm not talking about last week, last year, over the summer. I'm talking about now. Now faith. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning for the anointing in this house. Lord, I thank you for the spirit of faith, the same spirit of faith, the same spirit of power. Lord, I thank you this morning for the ability to preach and teach. Father, I thank you for entrance into every heart in this room, God, today. Lord, help us to have the words, God, that bring life and revelation and truth. Lord, that will transform us into what you want us to be. Father, I declare this morning, God, that you are Lord over all. You are the master. You're the savior. You're the truth giver. You're the wisdom maker. Lord, I declare in Jesus' name, God, that when we leave this place, we aren't the same that when we got here. I thank you for revealed truth. Revealed truth on the inside of our heart that we can live by. Not just something that sounds good. And Father, we just declare today, now, faith. How many of you understand this morning, and I've taught this concept a few times, but how many of you understand this morning that God is continuously on the move? In the Bible, it's called the law of first mention. That's how we kind of begin to understand the character and the nature of our Father. And we begin to look at these supernatural laws and, and natural laws. And one of the natural laws is the law of first mention. And that basically means that the first time something is mentioned in Scripture is how it gets played out through the rest of Scripture. It doesn't change. How many know God doesn't change? Come on, He's a God that changes not. So when you interpret the Bible properly, you have to follow the law of first mention throughout the scriptures from the beginning of Genesis all the way through the book of Revelation, we operate by the law of first mention. And it lays out the characteristic of whatever it is that we're talking about. It begins to describe it so that we understand that that characteristic of God or that characteristic of that person or that characteristic of the writer continues to play out through scripture. For example, God covered Adam with skin. Isn't that right? Remember that? He put fig leaves on where fig leaves shouldn't have been. Come on. Amen. And it gave us a picture that for his sin to be paid, something had to die. So we understand at the very beginning of Scripture, for sin to be paid for, something would have to give up its life. And we understand that in that first mention throughout Scripture, that's been true all the way through Scripture. Isn't that right? We understand the sacrifices of the Old Testament. We understand the grain offering. We understand the blood offering, the sin offering. As a matter of fact, um, when a baby was born, what did they do? We think, oh, babies are just so cute and innocent, and they don't have no sin in them. Wrong. As soon as your baby was born, you went right down to the temple, and you made a sin offering because you just brought a sinful person into the world. We understand that, right? Because that's along with the line of, of first mention. So every parent, when they would have a child in the Old Testament, they would go down to make a sin offering for that child that just came into the world because they brought a sinful person into the world. We all know we're born in sin, right? Come on, somebody. And in that sin offering, something had to give up its life. So every time somebody was born in the Old Testament, a goat died. Something had to die in order for Adam to be covered, for him to be able to put skin in, in order for his sin to be covered. How I many you know that's a picture that plays all the way out through Scripture, all the way up to Jesus on the cross? Jesus gave his life in order to pay the debt of our sin. Come on, we don't really make ourselves righteous, do we? God made us righteous through the sacrifice of Jesus. Isn't that what we learn in Scripture? And now what do we do? We put on the Lord Jesus Christ. We put on Jesus. We don't put on animal skin no more. Oh, hallelujah, we put on Jesus. Come on, somebody. Because he was the perfect sacrifice, right? But in Genesis 1, it's interesting that the Bible just says, in the beginning, God. Don't you think that's kind of cool? In the beginning, God. In fact, in the Hebrew language, it doesn't really even read that way. It really says it like this. God in the beginning. 
is the actual literal interpretation of it. God in the beginning. Because how many of you know, had there been a beginning for God, then God couldn't have really been the very beginning. Come on, there was God, then there was the beginning. Wasn't the other way around, amen? He was there before there was a beginning. God. <laughs> uh, come on now. God, then the beginning. Hmm? Because God doesn't live in time or space. We know that, right? And He doesn't dwell in the atmosphere that we dwell in. He's eternal. Somebody shout, He's eternal. How many know some of the atheists got it right? Right? They say God does not exist. How many know that's true? God does not exist. He is existence. There is no existence without God. <laughs> he is existence itself. If there's no God, there's nothing. If there's no God, there's no you. If there's no God, there's no church. If there's no God, there's no universe. If there's no God, there's no planet, no solar system, no life, no gravity, no law. If there's no God, there's no existence. He is existence, ladies and gentlemen. He is God eternal. Amen. And in Him is everything and dwells everything. Everything is from Him. You say, what about the devil? Yes, the devil too. Oh. It's by the word and the power of His word that everything is held in its place. His word, not your word, His word. So how many of you understand that God exists in everything, but He also exists beyond everything? Because He is beyond everything, He's God. David said, I went into the heavens and I found him there. I went into the depths of the ocean and I found him there. I went into the grave, I found him there. I went into the temple, he was there. I went to my bedroom, I found him there. Everywhere I went, I found God. He's everywhere. God is everywhere, amen? He says, I framed the world and then I hold it in the palm of my hand. The second thing that's characteristic is not only is God bigger than life itself not only does he exist beyond everything but in verse 2 it says this the spirit of God was moving Hallelujah. somebody say he's moving Amen. which tells us that God is always moving by his spirit he's always moving by his spirit I mean God's always on the move his spirit is always working. His spirit is always leading. His spirit is always healing. His spirit is always manifesting. God is on the move. How many recognize that when you put God in one place and say, that's where he is, and then you leave and come back, he ain't there no more. He's done moved on. He's doing something new in your life. He ain't doing what he was doing yesterday. He's doing something new. He's going to new levels, new dimensions, new places of experience. That's the reason to shout right there. I keep you from getting stuck in the mud. Moses came out of Egypt and went out in the wilderness where, where God was going to train him for the ministry and he spent 40 years and all of a sudden he got captivated by a bush that was on fire that just kept on burning and burning and burning if it wasn't being consumed by the fire. And he wasn't really taken back because the bush was burning. How many know it's not unusual for a bush to be on fire out in the middle of the desert? It's hot out there. And the bushes are dry. Stuff catch on fire all the time, but they would dry out. And, that, and because of the extreme heat, sometimes bushes would just catch on fire. That was a common thing to see when you were out in the middle of the wilderness. But what got his attention was the fact that the bush was being burned, but it wasn't being consumed. It just kept on burning and burning and burning, but it was not being consumed. by the How many know fire consumes? Huh? When they cremate you, how many know when you come out the other end of that thing, you're a little pile of ashes. They fit in a little tiny box. You got consumed. I mean, you know, a bush that's not being consumed by fire will get your attention because it's out of the ordinary. A lot of, and it's true, a lot of people catch on fire, 
But it's the people that catch on fire and they keep on burning to get people's attention. A lot of people catch on fire and then they just burn out. Or the flame dies down. And what was once hot becomes lukewarm. Oh, I ain't got time to preach about that this morning. But can I just tell you right now that there is somebody that God's not really happy about. He said, I wish you were hot or cold, but lukewarm. Because there's really three types of people in the church. Oh, I shouldn't be chasing this rabbit trail this morning. There's the lost. There's the saved. And then there's the on fire. It's the saved ones he's spitting out of his mouth. Because they just show up and sit on the pew and go, oh, thank you, Jesus, and don't do nothing in the kingdom. And he told him in Revelation chapter 3, he said, you're lukewarm, warm, warm, you're lukewarm. You're a lukewarm. <laughs> I think I helped somebody right there. So we got a bush that's on fire that won't be consumed and he stopped and out of it God began to speak to him out of this bush and he met God in the wilderness and he was so excited about meeting God that he went back to Egypt to the very people that he was called to and he said, he said I got I to gotta bring you out of deliverance. But how many know when Moses got the people out of Egypt, what did he do with them? He brought them right back to the, right back to the wilderness. And instead of a bush being on fire, now all of a sudden the whole mountain's on fire. How many understand that God is continually moving? He went from the bush to the mountain. And if you're going to walk with God, then you've got to be mobile. You've got to be moving. You've got to be in tune. You've got to walk the journey, live the purpose, walk in the Spirit, be led by the Spirit. Because God is desiring to take you somewhere in this journey. You can't stand still. You can't find a revelation and say, that's it. I'm fine. I'm camping out on this one. I'm good till he comes back. Pass the Oreos and the milk. In other words, your faith has got to be taking you somewhere. And you don't just have faith to have faith. So you can go around saying, I've got faith. There's a big group of people out there going, I've got faith. And they just want you to pat them on the back because they got faith. Well, what you got faith for? Well, I don't know, but I got it.